This series of the Make Life Work podcast is supported by Little Warden. They monitor your website for the boring things that people often forget until it's too late, so you can concentrate on making more. Plans start from £25 a month, but Make Life Work listeners get an exclusive 60-day free trial, plus all the referrals will be doubled, especially for the mental health charity Mind. Get your account today at littlewarden.com slash makelifework. Welcome along to another episode of the Make Life Work podcast. I am Cy Jobling at Cy on Twitter and on this podcast I talk to people from around the tech scene about how they balance work, life, health and any side projects. This week I've invited along Dan Davis, a web designer from Hollywell in Wales. I've known Dan for many years through the web circuits and always admired his design skills along with his dry wit and encouraging side projects. Dan's had an interesting few months with his career from a combination of side projects and has plenty lined up for this year in 2020. He's also a single dad with a relatively long commute and also finds time to enjoy himself. All in all, the perfect guest for this podcast. Let's do this. How are you doing, Dan? Hello, thanks for that. That was a nice intro. Glad you like it. <laughs> any any truths or lies in there that we should... <laughs> it's all lies. <laughs> I'm not a web developer. I think I am. Are you not? How do you define your job title then? Oh, it's quite a long one. It's e-commerce interaction design or something like that. Yeah, interaction design. It's a designer. Okay. Basically. Is it is this something you self-identified to or is it something you've been given? Something I've been given. It does fit in. The last part does. Interaction designer, prototyping, that sort of thing. But I class myself as a web designer. Um, it's old school, but that's how I see it. Would you like to go back to being a webmaster? <sighs> no. No. Because <laughs> that requires emails and hosting as well. Yeah. Not doing that again. I did that for an agency for eight months and it nearly killed me. Oh dear. We can probably go into that now, I guess, as we start off with the first question, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you, like, like me, you've been in the web industry for probably about 18 odd years now. Yeah, and I've, I can sense from your sort of, whoa, really? Yeah. It feels like a long time. So do you want to tell us what attracted you to the web and design and how you got into it originally? Yes, okay. I, I started out in, it's about 2000 on web. Before that, I was in IT support, yep. building computers, fixing computers, Windows 95, Windows 98. My uncle got a job in the same place doing web design, which is mental because the hell is web design? And... Through watching him do what he did, I thought, I'll have a go at this. So I made a website for my football manager game. Um, It was called Just Practicing. And it was basically built with layers in Dreamweaver. From there, it just escalated into doing websites. But I didn't get my first job in web until 2004. So I had four years of learning the the ways of the force. The ways of the force. Tables. There was no CSS. So I didn't know CSS. Christ. Yeah, I didn't do CSS until 2004. Six two thousand and seven properly anyway because I was told don't bother it's 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 rubbish. <laughs> Who told you that then? <laughs> My old boss. The boss. Nice. Yeah. Basically, the first web job I took on was slicing up PSDs. You slice the PSD up. You throw it into this. It was Russian software, and I, all I know is Russian. Couldn't speak any of the language on the the toolbars or anything. He had to tell me what, what to use. You'd then put it in, and you'd add PHP and code to it, and then. 
there was a website. So there was no CSS or anything. It was it was just all images. So you're going back to the original sort this of the se- time of web development, I guess, wasn't it? Like, say, chopping and changing Photoshop oh, yeah, files, right. tables, frames, GIF spaces, and all that jazz. Yeah. Do you miss it? Yeah, it was... What is it you miss? The simplicity, maybe. Yeah. Because I look at what I do now as a career, and part of my last year was, I don't want to do this anymore because I don't enjoy it. I'm I'm talking to people and they're they're saying things to me and it's going woo, right over my head. It's not what I know, but the sad thing is the stuff that I do know. I think it is still out there, but but it's not treated with the same respect. It isn't it, certainly at agency level, maybe. So can you tell us a little bit about where your work? Well, tell us where where you've worked since you got in, into this all you know all the web industry. Then okay, well my first web job was at this mental place. All I can say is we, we built a website for dogging because he thought he could make money out of SMS texting. Oh, brilliant. And then he bought a lot of samurai swords. Then they went bust. <laughs> that's, the, that's the short of it. So from there, I joined um, the London Marathon. Well, it wasn't really the London Marathon. It was the online partner for the London Marathon. And the role was junior designer. I stayed there for five years and became senior designer. And it was working with London Marathon charities and all sorts. That's my best ever job. There was no responsive. The screen size I was designing to was 1024. And that was it. And I was creative and I loved it. I left there, went freelance. Freelance was a nightmare for the first year. Second year, I raked it in. Proper raked it in. That was amazing. That was in Manchester. I got to work with Malarkey as well. And I learned a ton of stuff off him. And then I went to work for McCann. Ericsson. I was there for a couple of years and then I've had a few couple of moving around jobs and now I'm at Space 48. Right. As a mid, well, it's a, it's a Magento or e commerce agency and I've sort of stayed there for four and a bit years. So it's mainly been agencies I've worked in. Some good, some terrible. We won't name them, it's fine. No, no, we're not here for that. It's on my blog anyway. So <laughs> you, you, you worked in a few agency jobs, you got promoted it within and then you took a plunge into freelance. Yeah. That was, must have been a brave move for you. Not really, because I was sacked. <laughs> oh, so you're forced out. I was forced into, yeah. I never actually told many people this. I have, but it's an odd one, because I had a website that I was pushing freelance work on. It wasn't anything major, but I was basically I was caught out having a website. I wasn't competing with the place, because it was London Marathon. I wasn't going out going, hey, London Marathon, I can, I can do your website for you. It was just... A bit of, you know, bit of side money. Anyway, they didn't like it. They got rid of me. Peach of contract. Fair enough. Caught out. They sacked someone else for using the computer at home and putting games on it. So I think there was a bit more to it than just, you know, yeah, I was forced into it, basically. So I'm, I'm, I'm a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're that bad, because I think a lot of people do that, to be honest. But yeah, companies don't like it. No, no, they don't. They banned everyone else from doing freelance work straight after. So there was that. But yeah, freelance was forced upon me i lost a lot of money a lot of money close to 10 grand which i will never see again but lessons learned lessons learned but yeah freelance was was interesting made a lot of friends made a lot of enemies well made a couple of enemies but yeah freelance is just one of those things isn't it you either got it or you know <laughs> well you, like you say it got better by the sound of it well there was a turning point in that, that situation i answered a tweet for an agency in manchester to do I think it was two weeks' work, and I stayed there for like seven months, and I was booked out every day for seven months. 
at my race, and it was mental. You set your rate as well, and they were like, yeah, fine, you're good for your job. Yeah, I, I think it was 3.50 a day. Nice. I think it was, I can't remember now, it's a while back now, I've slept since then. But it was, it was 3.50 a day, going in, doing tax amends. So I wasn't going to say no to that. I think they cottoned on at the end and said, yeah, we could probably hire him. They offered me a job. And it was it was way lower than I was expected to, to take. So they said, see ya. So I took another contract at McCann for two weeks and ended up staying there two years. Wow. So what caught your attention in the McCann then to keep you there? Getting out of freelance. <laughs> Basically, I, I hated it. I couldn't sleep at night. My marriage failed because of it. Well, not because of it, but part of it. Yeah. So having steady income was a godsend. And it was a cool place. It was. It was a swimming pool and big cafe and it was just, yeah, it was amazing. And it was like, yeah, I've, I've made it. And then my head got turned by another agency. And I should have said no, but I said yes. But no, McCammers, well, yeah, I'm here I'm here now. Three jobs on. So Space 48 is your current gig? Yes. You say like the job title's been given to you almost. Yeah, well. Did you start off in a different job title and kind of evolve your role or has it kind of just been that all the way through? I joined Space as head of front end as sort of like paternity leave cover i turned up said right i'll look after front end it's fine dead easy he says and over time i got more involved in the planning side and i became a program lead which i still to this day don't really know what a program lead was or i think i do but i don't know it's really hard and then i went back to being a front ender and i was thinking i don't want to be a front ender anymore because i don't know javascript that well i'm 41 and i don't know javascript what the hell have i been doing with my life I asked, can I go back to being designer? And they were like, yeah, 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 we can try it. And it's kind of come from that in terms of wanting to go back into the design side. So interaction designer is, I, I was given a site to design basically, and it was all done in the browser. So all the designs were done. You know, I, I built this framework myself. PHP includes left, right and center. I mimicked Magento store and I designed and built it in static HTML. And I think off the back of that, they could see, ah, maybe prototyping is a thing we could do. And so I think interaction designer sort of covers that. Because there's always those missing bits, isn't there, with the PSD? What, what does the button do? What does the nav do? And all that sort of stuff. It's captured in the prototype. So it, it makes sense. It's just quite a long, long title. And I still don't know what it is. I keep forgetting the, the first two words. Something like commerce. So e-commerce interaction designer. Something like that, yeah. Sounds, sounds good. Yeah, it, it, yeah. I just I'd rather be called designer and then be done with it. But you know. Yeah, but you can design all sorts of guests nowadays. When you're called a product designer, you're like, what kind of product? Yeah. Job titles throw me sometimes. I don't know what half people do. <laughs> well, working in the, the business or enterprise, yeah, I completely agree. I think we had a maximum of ninety-eight different job titles in tech at one point. Wow. Yeah, yeah ridiculous. And we all just effectively built a website. So, just to clarify as well, in Space Forty-Eight, are you doing mostly web, or is it a mix of app now as well? How? What kind of work is it, does it entail now? It's web. It's um, Magento. We've done big commerce. Yeah. We've done shopware, Shopify. So it is platforms basically. Right. Eventually, we'll probably do PWAs, but yeah, there's no apps. No apps. No thanks. No. Fair dues. So we were going to talk about about the recent last few months as well. So I think there's been a few changes on the scenes as well, haven't there? Do you want to tell us a bit more about that? Um, in terms of job or in terms of yeah, job wise, and then we'll go on a bit about the other bits. So I was doing design at Space, and I was given the chance to maybe go somewhere else to do like a proper design role, proper sort of head of well, the designer there. So I said yes, and I quit. 
and that was it. I was I was leaving, and then we brought in well, space brought someone in who sort of thinks the same way as me in terms of prototyping and what have you. So a few conversations in the kitchen and meeting rooms and stuff, and it's like, will you stay and do this? I was like, yeah. <laughs> so I've kind of gone from accepting one job and could have been the one person there, and I'm staying and hoping to to work in a team and build something special. So yeah, it's it's nice to because I, I put a lot of work into last year because I I always maintained last year that it was my year because I've got a vision of what I want to do. I've reached forty as I keep saying, and I know what I want now from life before I pop my clogs, and that is to to do something worthwhile. It sounds really corny, you know. People say they want more money. I'm not not asked about money. Obviously, I am because you know I've got to pay my bills. But it is about doing something good with my time. So I I learned grade and all that sort of stuff, and I've just gone all out for it and decided right, let's let's make it a good year. It wasn't my year until December. Up until then, it was it was pretty rubbish. It was December was the the finding month for me really. So it's all good going forward at the moment then. Yeah, it's been an interesting couple of months. Do you want to talk about some of that? Yeah, um, side project. Um, yep, go for that then. Yeah, it's this print stuff I've been doing, print to CSS. I know Malaki's been doing something similar with his book, and he's been doing sort of talks on you know print design and what have you. And I was like, yeah, I, I like this. It ties in. I, I really like print. I don't do print design, but I, I do like typography, and I, I like the layouts and what have you. I thought, I'm going to have a go at this, especially with Grid, because Grid looks quite cool. And it's something that I've just really enjoyed doing, just as a side thing. And I wasn't really pushing it on Twitter. Then I thought, well, e-commerce is a bit boring. All pages look the same and, you know, it's a bit, uh, what can I do with e-commerce? So I started producing layouts and people seemed to like it. And I was like, yeah, this is quite nice. This. I felt, you know, I felt, I felt liked. So I just kept doing it and doing it and doing it. And off the back of that, I've had a few sort of things come my way and some nice things said about me. And I'd, I'm not chasing, I'm not, I'm not like David Brent. Trying to chase celebrity. I've not bought, you know, a recording studio, and I've got my own album coming out. You know, it is just nice because I know in a month's time, someone else will be getting the recognition, and someone else will be doing stuff, and I'll be nobody again. So I'm just enjoying it while it happens. It's just nice to have some things happening. So yeah, you mentioned your print CSS side projects. Side projects quite a big part of your life, then. Do you think? God, yeah. I if I hadn't done side projects, I wouldn't be where I am now. Completely agree with you, to be honest. My first web gig was a side project. It was the Football Manager game, um, or Championship Manager, as it was back then. But I've I've done side projects for 20 years, where I've learned everything. I've done games. I've done stupid things. I've, I've got a virtual wife that I can connect to and I can talk to her. That does sound weird, by the way. You, you can say it's fine. <laughs> no, it, she just nags me. The idea was, I, had, I was given some sort of beacons by Google at some event, and these beacons emit a url and i thought it'd be cool if i got home i could connect to the beacon and i could turn my lights on and off at the house and i thought you know i'm lonely boo-hoo make a virtual wife so i did but what it does is when i connect to the url and I, she asks me questions how was your day and i go it was good or bad then she just said do the washing put the bins out so there you go and that's all it is but I've I've done it over time. It was it was to learn JavaScript. It was to learn pulling in data from a array. That was it. I learned it. Plus I got the virtual wife who I neglect now. She she hates me just as much as my ex wife hates me. <laughs> we'll talk about your family arrangements later on. Yeah, yeah. But no side pro- side projects are very important. And 
I get wound up when people say, oh, I don't do stuff outside of work. And I've, I've had to really rein that in because I don't know how they learn. I, I don't get it. I know. But may, maybe they do. Maybe they learn on the job. But Christ, the, the stuff I've done. Yeah, maybe they haven't got the desire like we have maybe because I'm like you. I just I, I have this desire to just learn all the time. Yeah. Whether it's tech, whether it's something else, like even music or, I don't know, reading something. I just want to learn something. I, I know you're a dad as well. Yeah. Watching my kids just mindlessly watching YouTube and Netflix all night, all weekend. Like, when I was a kid, I had a computer. I was a geek. Uh. Don't get me wrong. I tried to make stuff with it. It wasn't just about yeah. consumption. I did game as a kid. Yeah. I kind of went off it when I got a bit older. I think when I became a dad, actually. I just realized I didn't have the time. But yeah, I do worry about the next generation as to mm. where they're going to go and why they don't want to push themselves. Sodom. Look <laughs> to them. Do what they want. If they want to ruin the world, let them go for it. <laughs> and they'll be dead by then anyway because bloody all this virus and stuff like that. Oh, this virus from China? Yeah. It's scary, isn't it? It's very scary. Kid things are worried because, like my two, uh, my lad, he's 12, nearly a teenager, and I hate right. him already. My daughter's nine, and she's got a boyfriend, and I hate her already. Because it is just, they come to mine on a weekend, and it's laptop, phone. I know I don't see them. I, I speak to my lad via my headset, playing Fortnite with him, and that's it. At least you've got a channel. <laughs> yeah. And the daughter, she's on the phone. I say boyfriend. He's just a lad in school. You know, hi, you're my boyfriend. There's no kissing involved. Don't even touch hands. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> scary. But yeah, it's hangout chat. She's on the phone last week for 12 hours, all in all. <gasps> wow. She's asking me, why is my phone dying? Because you're on the phone. But it's charging. It, but it won't charge while you're talking. Stop talking. And I can hear him ringing at night when she's in bed. At nine as well. He's a wrong one. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I miss the days of one phone in the hallway, sitting on the stairs. You're waiting for your mom to get off it. Yeah. <laughs> to ring your mates, going, "Shall we go out?" Yeah. Yeah. See, my phone didn't even reach the stairs. It was just plonked in a corner. It was a green phone that you had to do the whole dial around. Yep. Because I think I'm probably older than you. I'm not sure. There's not much in it. Oh right, okay. Or the, the call box down the road, the telephone box with like putting ten p's in and stuff, and the and the, the bips. But no, it was a lot simpler back then. And then, of course, the internet came about, and then the phone was taken up yeah. by the internet, and you couldn't make a call, which was uh, just as bad. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's different now. Everyone's in communication with everyone. I've got Slack messages coming in now. I'm just going to ignore them. Oh, yeah. It's just you're constantly in communication with people, whether you want it or not. I know. We don't need it. I think it's too much noise, which comes now. Just get off your tech and go and talk. We say as we're sitting here on a Skype call talking to each other. I know. I know. But, you know, you're in, you're in Wales. I'm in the Midlands. That would be hard to work out. I am in Wales, yeah. So so I tried to see Wales as well. Cause you're not from there, then? I was born here. Well, you are born there. <laughs> Apologies. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was born in um, St. Asaph. Okay. Which is, well, to where Ian Rush was born. Okay, the mighty. Yeah, it's a village just outside where I am now. But yeah, I am Welsh, fully Welsh. I don't sound Welsh. No one does in North Wales. We all sound Scouse. There is like a northern twang, isn't there? Like the Scousey sort of Mancunian sound. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I live right on the border. Like at the window, you could probably, if I showed you, you'd see Liverpool and the Wirral. Um, I can see Anfield ah. with the telescope. I can see Goodison Park as well, but we don't talk about that. Wow. But yeah, no, it's very much on the border, and we do sound scars. You do a bit. So you, you mentioned the 80s there as well. Obviously, we're both from that era. I was born 1980. I think you were just before, maybe 70s, late 70s. 78, yeah. What do you miss the most about it? What would you want your children to be able to experience if they could? Being a kid, 
just be a kid because like now especially with the, with the handsets that they've got on the phone i mean my daughter's got a samsung same phone as me i know when i get an alert from the news she's getting the same thing and she'll be told about viruses in china megan and harry and all this sort of stuff and it's this stuff they just don't need go outside play you know be a kid don't worry about the outside outside world christ i never heard anything when i was a kid because i was out yeah just enjoy being a kid and transformers yeah transformers was ace yeah transformers Good shout. Yeah. What did you like about the 80s? What, what was the best bit about it for you? Sweets. Sweets. Sugar. E-numbers. Yo, UFO sweets. I know they still got them now, but not the same. They're never the same. I don't know. Just being a kid was great. I didn't have a great childhood, to be honest. But as a kid, kid, it was pretty good. Playing football out in the evenings, playing cricket, shell suits. My mum used to buy me the worst shell suits in the world. They'd be green, blue, purple. You try going out. With a girl wearing a purple shell suit. You can't do it. I think I did try. Failed miserably. It's not the best look in the world. It's horrible. It really was. I cut my own hair once. And I was going round with this hair that I'd cut. I had to have it shaved off by the barber. And I dislocated my elbow a few weeks earlier. So I was going round in a sling. Shaved head. Sunglasses. Liverpool shirt. Purple shell bottoms. I looked an idiot. And the girl dumped me. Joanne Beale. She dumped me. Oh mate. I'm sorry. I know. So the 80s was pretty rubbish, really. <laughs> there was good and bad times. I think they could be worse, like they say now. Yeah, no, being a kid was, was, was cool. I do think the simplicity of life and, you know, just not having that distraction, that noise. The ping, the notification, all the tech. Yeah. I know. All right, let's move on to this year. You've got a lot coming up, right? You've got yes. a talk, a publication. You're getting your name out there, man. So tell us more about it, yeah. Well, I'm doing a talk in May for um, Colchester Digital. Oh, nice. Yeah. Never been to Colchester. I don't even know where it is. I know it's by Norwich, Ipswich, and London, the south. That way. Yeah. So, yeah, D- Dean Lee, who I know for years, has asked me to do a talk based around the print to CSS stuff. I've always wanted to do a talk to get it out of my system, because if I don't, I'll probably regret it on my di- you know, on my deathbed. You know, what, what should you have done, Dan? Should, should have done a talk. So I'm going to do a talk on it because, if, like I say, why not? Like I say, in a month's time, it'll be someone else getting the, the adoration and the sort of the retweets and stuff like that. So I'll just enjoy it now. So I'm going to do that. I'm scared, terrified. I've started writing it. I've got some jokes and that's about it. I've got to write so much stuff on it. But my problem is I don't do this sort of stuff because I'm not a technical person. I can write code and I can I can make things. can't talk about it. And there are far better people out there that can do it better. So I don't want to be that guy, you know, people are slagging off and going, oh, you, what does he know? That terrifies me that I'm going to be putting myself out there to push myself. It's horrible. But Honestly, mate. Sod it. I could die next week. Exactly. YOLO. Dean, Dean has to find someone else. Stu Robson will do it. He's, he's doing everything else. Stu will take it, won't he? Stu or, I don't know, Andy Bell. You can fill in for me. No, don't think like that. Come on, come on, dude. You can do this. <laughs> you know you know, you want to as well. I can't. No, I can't. I, do, I, I want to do it. Yeah, no, I do. Because it'll be good. So, yeah, there's that. I'm in .NET. The mag. <laughs> Celeb. <laughs> for some reason, they're doing a, a spread on me. It's out in February, so it might even be out by the time this has come out. Oh, timing, yeah. Six-page spread of me. Just about you and your career and stuff. Just about me and what I do. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Who the hell is going to read that? Seriously. My mum might read it. Your mum will. You will. Yeah, my kids will. I'll read it. Yeah, so that's four people. I will. 
Oh, there you go. So, yeah, I got... You got your fifth. You got your fan. Yeah, that's it. They, they said to me, have you got any photos you can send? I was like, no, I don't do photos. I generally don't do photos. So I had to go out for photo shoots and do a photo shoot with, with Andy. That was horrible. Was it with Clarky? Yeah. And we went on Pistatin Beach. Yeah. I'm stood there. He's putting his phone up to me and taking pictures. I'm what the hell am I doing? People look at me going, hey, who's that? Who's that? Is it, is it Johnny Vegas? <laughs> Johnny Vegas is a gig now as well. <laughs> I I look like Johnny Vegas. I need to. Well, we'll come on to that. But no, it was it was weird having a photo shoot done because it's not me. It's really not me. So yeah, there you go. Net tour doing a podcast now. Nice. What else is there? I've been in newsletters, been in all sorts of different newsletters from people. You know, treating my stuff. It's really cool, but I find it really odd as well because I I didn't set out to do that. I just did it because I really enjoyed making something with print and CSS, and it's kept me sane for six, seven months, and it's just been nice, but people seem to like it, and I thought, oh, you know, it's, it's good. I'm just enjoying it while it lasts, because, as I say, there'll be someone else. Well, if you enjoyed it, that's the main thing, right? To be fair, it's been nice helping other people as well, because they've said to me, you know, how, how can I go about doing this? And I've seen people, they send me stuff, and they go, I've been doing this with it. It's like, wow. Really good. So it's nice that I've been able to sort of, I hate, it sound really cheesy, but inspire someone to do it. It's quite nice. It is nice, but that's why we do it, innit? I say, I wanted to leave a legacy. Part of the job, we took on a junior, uh, Kieran. He claims to know more grid than I do, and he's talking out of his backside. But he says he did. But I've been teaching him stuff, and it's been nice being able to sort of pass that on to him. So I feel I've got a purpose. That's great. I'm spreading the word. Yeah. I mean, I think you get to that point in your life where you go, I know this. I finally realised what I know. And now I want to pass it on to someone. Yeah. Or recognise other people that can do it as well. And you're getting that chance to do it, right? Yeah. I tried teaching my kids web design and they got no interest. <laughs> so it was, it was that or someone else. I mean, my daughter's got, she has got a website. Okay. She's got a fashion website. Good girl. That's, um, that's pretty cool. She's, it's responsive. But yeah, no, it's it's good. It's nice to pass on that because, like I say, it's just nice to share, share and care. It is, and I'm like you. I'm, I've struggled to, like we mentioned, like with the kids getting them offline or doing something productive with their time. I've re- I want to do instill something like that in my son, but he's just not. He's not inclined by code. And every time I mention coding or programming, he goes, "I don't want to touch that scratch again." You know, the the MIT app they do to teach it all. Like, there's more to it than that. Let's just get straight into iPhone development or web, whatever you want to do. But he's he's not bothered. However, he has sort of realised he likes the idea of media and video and stuff like that. That's cool. So I'm I'm going to try and get him into that. We're building his gaming PC at the moment, so it's going to be a decent spec machine, capable of doing that stuff. But yeah, I'm like you. I was like, can I give you something? Continue the jobbling legacy in some shape or form. Yeah. My daughter wants to be a fashion designer, which is pretty cool. That's cool. I don't think, yeah, I don't think she'll follow it through. I think she'll do something else. But she says she wants to be a fashion designer, so that's cool. My lad, he's good at maths. And I'm thinking, quids in here, casinos. <laughs> no, rubbish. So I thought coding would be good for him. Because maths, you know, programming, no interest. He wants to be a professional Fortnite player. So This time next year, then? He, that, that is my retirement plan. If he can get good at Fortnite, because he's pretty good now. If you can get good at that, I can retire and give up this bloody internet thing. This web malarkey, as it were. <laughs> <laughs> I want to change track a little bit now. We've talked about work and these side projects, but yeah, yeah. as we've kind of realised, your persona is quite self-deprecating. God, yeah. But in like a good, sort of jibey dad way, 
what the hell expires this? That you know, this kind of persona character. Have you got like a bit of a history to this? Um, I've had to put up with people saying I'm I'm rubbish over the past forty years. I don't like to be centre of attention. I hate it. This is this is weird for me now. I bet it is. It's, it is hard because I know people are going to be sitting there going, thinking, wanker. I know they will. <laughs> I just know it. And I can I could name names as well. But over the years, I've had to put up with this whole, you know, he's not really any good at what he does. And that's, that's fine. I'm not as good as other people. And I think maybe because I've never really tried to push that side of it. And like I say, I'm just a realist. I'm just trying to get on in life. And I, I, the older I've got, I've just thought... Oh, sod it you know i'm never gonna be famous although i don't want to be famous when i got married having my photo taken for two hours straight was enough to put me off ever being famous so now maybe it's a a coping mechanism i'm getting in before someone else does <laughs> i don't know it's it's weird because i've been told not to be self-deprecating yeah to, to do that on my blog because my blog's written like that and i was told if you want to be taken seriously don't do that. So I've tried to write a bit more, sort of, isn't, isn't the world great, isn't this? It's just not me. But I've tried. I don't know. It's just the way I am. Some people like it, some people don't. But yeah. I know what you mean. I could see some people not understanding it, maybe, or going... Oh, my sense of humour gets lost on a lot of people. I can imagine. Because I'm quite dark. Oh, but some of your tweets have been quite dark, and I'm sure you say a lot more offline as well. I'm a HR complaints. <laughs> I say some really odd things. I think to some people, it's not meant as you know, it's not meant as any harm. But <laughs> humor is a big thing in my life. To be fair, I think you have to laugh at things. If you can't laugh at bad things, then top yourself because life's too short for worrying about that. In my opinion, agreed. Don't be nasty, but just learn to laugh a bit. And laughing at myself has been has been quite good because I think it helps i don't know maybe it helps people warm to me i don't know indeed maybe do a twitter poll and ask we could we'll put it out with the post right <laughs> i'm not going to coach this out of you that's not my well it could be my style but i'm not at work right now it's, it could be quite deep go on go for it a- ask me you are an open book you can ask me any question i am an open book i will answer i will answer any question let's try one and see how it goes go on so you've really mentioned that you're a single dad now and that you got old, grown kids. Yes. What happened with your wife then? Now, she might actually listen to this, because she follows me on Twitter. Okay. And I, I've often said things on Twitter, and she's like, why did you put that on Twitter? I go, oh, oh, right, I didn't realise you follow me on Twitter. We actually get on really, really well. We're not best friends, because she left me. But we are friends. <laughs> we, are, no, we are friends. We always said, the kids come first. So... We stay friends for the kids, and we have. It's, there's no issue. There's no. There's no fight. There's not many fights really. It's mainly over WhatsApp. Any any fights that we do, and it's always like you know one word or someone's not read the thing properly, or it's usually a. But it's fine. But no, just drifted apart. I suppose wasn't working. Working. My terrible self-destructive nature. I just sit upstairs on the computer playing Football Manager. You know, one more game. That's six hours later, I'm still playing it. I'm still single. I've not had a girlfriend since that time. I've had a few dates which were absolutely mental. And I'm happy to share anything with you on them. I just can't be bothered being with anybody else. So I think with her, it was just, we just drifted apart. We didn't have much in common. She probably likes Love Island. I hate it. So it was that kind of relationship. She'd, she'd watch her TV. I'd watch my TV. When we went out, it was... It's a shame because we got on really, really well at the start and then obviously we just grew apart and there we go. 
But she's remarried now and she's with someone else. So Did you meet her at quite a young age? Yeah, yeah, it was school. High school. Oh wow. I stole her from her current husband. Oh. I know, yeah. Drama. You you naughty boy. I know. Well I didn't steal it. He, he messed up. He probably hear this as well. Yeah, he spooked, spooked in, yeah. So no, it was yeah, we we got married very young. Uh, it was high school. Yeah, in high school we got together. We got married, had our first house, two kids, and then yeah, she got bored of me. I think it's worked out well for us both, to be honest. It's life, isn't it? It is. You also mentioned that you have tried the dating game. How do you think that's changed over time as well? Because it does worry me with my kids about how this is all going. Well, I never dated as a kid, as a, a young whippersnapper. Like my first proper girlfriend yeah. was the wife. Completely relate. My first girlfriend is my wife now. Right, oh, well, there you go. Yeah. So I didn't do the play in the field and anything like that as a youngster. I was too busy playing football manager. And, you know, being a SWAT, dating is weird because, like social media, it's given people a voice of going, I'm Tracy from wherever, you know, I do this and that, and, you know, I'm after this sort of person. It's like, you you know too much about them before you've even met them. Like, I, I chatted to a girl on social media, not social media, on an app for four months before I met her. So I knew everything about her. I knew what her day was, everything. Then we finally met her. She didn't look like a bloody photo. She catfished me. <laughs> yeah. So that was a waste of petrol. That was that really was a waste of petrol. <laughs> Not even time, just fuel. Oh, honest to God, right? I was in a pub in Wrexham waiting for this girl to turn up. She'd already stood me up twice before. So I'm in the pub waiting and it was full of old people and they were watching come dine with me. So I'm stood there in the pub waiting and waiting and this old guy was behind me and he's getting closer and closer to me for a good 20 minutes i generally thought it was him pretending to be her and they were always going to jump on me and it'd be some sort of mad weird thing in Wrexham. but she did turn up and looked nothing like her i was sat at desk on the, on the table with the phone out looking down at a picture trying to compare mental and a kid walked in halfway through with the babysitter you should have took your kids with you i'm banned from dating now by my daughter oh really yeah, she said she doesn't want me to get with anyone else. Okay. She's been quite protective of her dad. Yeah, I think because, like I say, I've only ever had bad things happen yeah. with dating. But yeah, it's 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 weird now because inhibitions have gone before you even get to know them. I'm going to die alone. This is what I worry about, the, the Tinder generation of swiping faces and getting to know each other months before you even meet. What's happened to just going to the pub, bumping into someone and going, you're fit. Yeah. Because that's pretty much what I did. I met my wife through a friend, mutual friend, yeah. in the pub, going, oh, she's cute. Oh, and I said, could you hook us up next week? We were at uni. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and he did. And, it, and never, that, that's the end of the story, quite frankly. It just keeps going from there. So I never did any of this. I never went to the pub or anything. I was literally just out of school. So I, I don't know what to do now. I've no idea. Wow. My friend says my virginity's grown back. But like you say, do you want it? No. I do get lonely, and this is going to sound really, you know, oh, here we go. I do get lonely, but then I think I could be spending the night out with somebody. It's going to cost me an arm and a leg. I've got to drive there, so that's going to cost me petrol. You know, I've got, I've got to get back for a certain... I just think, sod it, I can't be bothered. I'm with you on that one now. We were saying, if everything, anything happened to me and my wife now, I'd be a single man. I could be bothered to date again. It's just the stress, of the hassle, the effort... No, it, I'm sure when it all works perfectly and the marriage is happy, it's great. But for me, it just it never ended that way and I don't want that again now. 
I'm too busy doing all this stuff anyway. You've got a nice busy social life coming up this year anyway, haven't you? It's in Colchester though, isn't it? Where is that? You know, it's a big train ride that. Thing is, I don't, I don't want to go to London to get there. So I'm, I'm looking at trying alternative routes to get to Colchester. I think I've got to go to Norwich and then down. Oh dear, that makes it worse. Anything to avoid London. Okay, I mean, I'll, I'll go to London every day. I'm just accustomed to it now. I'm not a fan, but I'm accustomed to it. See, I hate the English because I'm Welsh. I don't really hate the English. It's just a sort of joke. Classic banter. I hate some of them. But yeah, no, it's I'm not a London fan and I'm not a going out fan. <laughs> so having to go to London and be out on a train, it, yeah, it terrifies me. Do you go out much? I mean, you're obviously near Liverpool and Manchester. Do you go out there that way at all? No, don't go anywhere. I go to Manchester because obviously I work in Manchester. And I commute three days a week on a train, two hours there, two hours back, and I try and stay silent as much as I can. Going there is not too bad because I've got people that I know. Coming home is it's like a massive wrestling match trying to get a seat. And then once you're on the once you're on there, it's two hours of just I'm gonna sit in silence. But I don't go out in Manchester. We have like, you know, we have dues and stuff like that, award events, and I, I never go because I just sit there miserable. I just want to get home and get changed. That's all I want. So no, I don't go out. It's very rare that I go out. It's just not me. What do you do just to chill out then? I mean, you talked a lot about your gaming and your footballs and stuff like that. Any sport or anything? Sports, yeah. I would love to play football again. And every football tournament or any five-a-side, it's always in Manchester. Never in Wales. So if anyone's in Wales, five minutes from my house, want to play football, get me in. Otherwise, no. I don't play football anymore. I used to play cricket, but I began to hate that. It's football manager. Watching the football. It's quite good this year with Liverpool doing quite well, so I'm happy with that. Who do you support? I'm a Derby County man, unfortunately. Oh. I know. Edit that bit out and just say something else. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, no, it's... Um, sport's been quite good this year. Cricket's on at the moment, so I'm watching that. It's just side project stuff. Constantly looking at inspiration. And I've got, got my kids as well. I play Fortnite quite a bit now. And I've got quite good at that. I have quite a few solo wins, so I'll I'll take that. But yeah, unwinding, I've got a thing on my, over there, you can't see it. It's a switch off and relax, and that's something I just cannot do. I'm constantly told off for working at home, in non-working hours. We've just launched a new website for the business, and to get it done, I worked over Christmas and what have you, and I got some nice presents out of it. But I, I think nothing of doing that. The way my kids are now, where they don't really need me to be around to do anything, they'll go off and do what they do. So I've got nothing then. So I just tinker. If I go on holiday, if I go, I, I've been to Cornwall five times in the past six, seven years. I sit in a hotel room and I'll work, play football manager. I'll go to the bar with my laptop. I'll say I'll read books. I don't read books. This laptop now is perched on books that I've never read. I never will. But for me, it is just doing what I do in work, but at a slower speed, maybe, and a bit sort of chilled out. It sounds really weird, I suppose, isn't it? But that's the way it is. Yeah, I don't do anything. I am just really boring, and I'm single, and my life is depressing. There you go. Is this your <laughs> dating video that we're going to put out to the dating agencies? Oh, but my, my profile has been read out live on a train. <laughs> Someone I get on the train with, she's... An elderly lady, she's in her fifties, and um, she's into dating as well. And she's like, "Oh, let, let me see your profile." I said, "Yeah, here you go, read it out." And she did to the whole carriage. And what happened? I want to say the whole carriage cheered and and all that, but no, that people were quite embarrassed and sort of just 
turned away. But no, it won't. It, yeah, I've got a, quite a good profile, to be fair. It's actually quite quite funny. And maybe one day I will put it up online and people can laugh at it. No, this is not a dating video. <laughs> we'll not edit this one in then. You, you talked about your, your health as well. Your loose veganism. What's going on with that? Well, it's mainly cost because meat is very expensive. And I'm of a certain age mm -hmm. now where I need to look after myself more. So I thought, okay, I'll try vegan meals. So I did. And I liked it. So I've, I'm, I'm not fully vegan because I do enjoy dairy and I like, still like meat. But I am watching what I eat now. So I am having more vegetarian or plant-based things. Trying to exercise as well, which not easy because I can't be bothered. But the cooking, I bought a chopping board at Christmas. Best thing I've ever bought. <laughs> I saw that tweet. <laughs> that was brilliant. I chop everything up now. I feel like Gordon Ramsay without the swearing. Well, I don't know about that. Or with more, with, with more swearing. <laughs> if that was possible, would you? Uh, yeah, I do. I really enjoy it. I, I'm planning more meals. The kids don't do it because they like certain types of foods and I'm not going to be that person that goes, right, you are now a vegan child because they're not. I'll never be vegan because I like steak and I like, you know, minced meat and stuff like that. So that's the way it is. But for a cost purpose, time, effort, it's been quite good, and I've quite enjoyed it. Do you feel the benefits from in your body as well from that, or not? I don't know. Maybe I do, maybe I don't. I don't feel as tired, but I've only been doing it a few weeks, so I don't know whether it would make a difference. It's quite early. I've got bad wind. Oh, I, did, I did yesterday on the train for four hours, <laughs> and I had to hold it in for four hours on a train now. Honestly, God, right, with this, <laughs> when this person got off the train yesterday, I let Ray... So I don't know, yeah, so it's obviously doing something. My Asda shop is still the same price because the, the kids still like their luxury things. But my my costs have come down, which is good. So no, I, I do recommend eating more veggie kind of meals because I think it makes me appreciate flavours and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm, I'm starting to understand that I don't need meat to make something taste nice. I've realised that recently myself as well. We've, we've gone similar about returning 40 right. this year i'm mindful of my body and all this stuff we've talked about already and i was like yeah for the environment as well it'd be a good win if i can adjust a bit more just reduce the meat intake like you though i do enjoy stuff like bacon is one of the best meats on the planet Actually, i'm not a big bacon fan love a decent steak and then some of the like a lamb curry or something is like yeah you yeah, know yeah. it's it's those luxuries so if i can reduce it to like half time the week but i'll have meat other way days we'll just have yeah you know, plant-based or vegetarian or something like that there's some so many good things you can have out there mm. it's not just nut roast and eating a banana you know you can actually do something really good yeah the simpsons reference the, the plain bun yeah yeah i had a peanut butter and potato curry for my christmas dinner Ooh. and it's the best thing i've ever made genuinely the best thing i've ever made nice and yeah it's so simple, really, in the grand scheme of things we'll have to get the recipe on the show notes yeah well, I'm, I'm thinking i'm actually doing a, a recipe side project potentially anyway i mean that's your printer css challenge isn't it doing a recipe guide well funny you should say that actually because one of the episodes of the the 52 weeks will be a um, recipe based thing amazing look forward to that no it's all good well we are approaching the end of our hour wow is it an hour? i know can you believe that i could do with one final thing from you and that is, what would the advice be for anyone else that wanted to get into the tech scene? You know, let's, ignoring all the crap that we might have mentioned, you know, what, what would be the number one tip that you'd like to give someone if they were considering it all? I suppose it's general advice, really. It's just ask questions. Don't be scared of asking anything. Whether you think you'll sound stupid or not, ask mm. it. 
because I guarantee people are just as thick answering it because they won't know half the, half the questions and the answers. Just ask. Agree. Ask anything. Don't be afraid to ask questions and question everything. Seriously, because people out there who, who think they're experts and they're telling you to do things, you, you see it on Twitter every day. You know, oh, I get up at 4 a.m. and should I, should I live my life like that? Question that. Live your own rules. Do what you want to do and just ask questions. Sound advice there, Dan. I like it. I could, I could go into this. There you are. You're an influential speaker. Go and do a conference. Well, I'm a web celeb now, so, you know, um, my book is out. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no. Ask you, Robson, for any advice on that. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I think, actually, I'm going to get him onto this at some point. I think he'll be a really good guest. He'd be busy, though, because he's in, he's in Germany at the moment. Is at he? The time of this thing. Uh, there'll be tons of people wanting to get on. It's been good. Well, no, it's been wonderful having you on here. Nice, different tangent as well. Thank you very much. It's great. Bit of variety. I didn't go too dark either, so... You you were a good boy. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Right then, just just to wrap it up then, how can people get hold of you and uh, keep up with what you're up to? I'm on Twitter. I don't do Facebook. Dan J. Davis, I think it is. Yeah, just Twitter. Just say hello. Say hello back. That's one thing you should do. Yeah, another thing. Always say hello back. There's too many people who just preach and just plug their stuff and don't bother interacting. Again, I could name names, but I'm not going to. Yep. Just be humble. Yeah, just say hello. I agree. Be human. Just say hello and I'll say hello back. Be, be human, I say. Well, Dan, thanks for coming on, mate. Been good to have a chat. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. Uh, good luck <laughs> with all the stuff coming up this year. I'm sure you'll enjoy it, even if it is near London. And uh, we'll get all your details in the show notes so people can find it as well. All right, buddy. Catch you later then. All right, take care. Thank you, all. Bye-bye. Thank you to everyone for listening, and especially Dan for joining me for this episode of the Make Life Work podcast. As Dan couldn't remember, you can say hello to him as at Dan J. Davis on Twitter, or view some of his self-deprecating work on danjdavis.co.uk. As a fellow Side Project fan, we'll be getting Dan involved with our On The Side community network, where we talk about our side projects. Just go over to ontheside.network, which takes you straight into Slack. You can find all the details about this podcast and other episodes on sidejobbling.com slash make life work or look out for make life work pod on all the typical socials we're also available in all the popular podcast apps so make sure you subscribe rate review all that sort of stuff so we know what you're thinking of it that's all from me join me next time when i'll be inviting along another guest to talk about balancing their work life and side projects on the make life work podcast 